Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> Are you all ready for the word? Hallelujah. Turn in your Bibles to Psalms 8 this morning. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Shandai. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Well, go ahead. You might as well. Thank you. Hallelujah. (laughs) Say it with me real strong. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endureth forever. Everyone smile real big. Smile real strong. Say, God has set me free. Jesus has done a work in me. The anointing's working in me. Both to do and to will of his good pleasure. Thank you, Lord. You ready for the word? Hallelujah. Turn with me to Psalms 8, verse 1. Psalm 8, verse 1. Junior high is dismissed. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength, because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. You want to shut the devil up? Just start praising God. When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers... The moon and the stars which you have ordained. What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Literally Elohim. He has made man just a little lower than God. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion. Over the works of thy hands, and you have put all things under his feet. Man was not made to be dominated, but man was made to dominate. Man was made in the image and likeness of God. And God said, once he made his man, he said, let them have dominion. Dominion is yours and dominion is mine. It is part of our birthright. When we were brought out of darkness into light, when we made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of our life, we have been crowned with the very glory of God. And the very glory of God has placed all things under your feet. You see, there are too many Christians suffering too many things that they don't have to be suffering. It's time for us to arise as kings and priests unto God and begin to reign and to rule in life as children of the king. Look with me at Romans chapter 5 verse 17. All things are under the feet of those who have dominion. And you and I have dominion. In Romans chapter 5 and in verse 17, the Bible makes it very clear. Romans the 5th chapter, the 17th verse says, 
if by one man's offense, of course that's talking about Adam. Adam committed high treason. God made Adam, gave him dominion in the first place. Adam took his crown of glory and literally put it on Satan's head when he sold out mankind. And so the offense was Adam's transgression. But he didn't stop there. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more. They which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall do what? They shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. Notice with me that God's work in Jesus was much greater than Satan's work in Adam. The first Adam sold us out, but the second Adam came and bought us back. He snatched the keys of hell and death. He took that crown off of Satan's head and he says, I was dead, but now I'm alive forevermore. And he rose triumphant over death, hell and the grave. And he said, all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And when you apply the blood of Jesus to your life, that crown of glory is placed back upon your head. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to pay attention to this again. Much more. Much more. They which receive the abundance of grace and of the free gift of righteousness. What will they do? They will begin to reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Instead of life reigning on you, it is God's will for you to reign to rule because you have been given dominion by the head of the church in this life. There are too many Christians putting too many things off until the hereafter. Yes, the hereafter is going to be awesome. But I believe that Jesus came to do something about the nasty now and now. He said, yes, there is a thief. And he does walk about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But you and I are not afraid of him, are we? Why? Because we've got world overcoming faith residing on the inside of us. So therefore, we resist him with our faith. We put him on the run. Hallelujah. Yes, there's a thief. Yes, there's an enemy. But he's not to be feared. He's not to be afraid of. The only one that we are to fear is the Lord God himself. And that's a reverential kind of fear. That's not a fear that comes from an evil spirit. That's an awesome honor and respect and a reverence for him. Yes, there's a thief. Yes, he comes to steal. Yes, he comes to destroy. Yes, he comes to kill. But what of it? Jesus said, but here's what I've come for. What of it? Let's not talk about all that the devil's done and all that the devil's doing. Let's talk about the much, much more, all that God is doing, all that God has done, all that God will do. Jesus said, what of it? He says, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I love how the Amplified says it, that you might have life to the full. Hallelujah. In abundance until it overflows. That's the kind of life that God wants you to have. But I want to think just for a moment, just for a little while today, how that all things are under your feet. 
think about it. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. But you and I are the body of Christ. And when God raised Jesus from the dead, he literally put all principalities and powers under his feet. But it doesn't stop there. Because when God raised Jesus from the dead, in the mind of our Heavenly Father, when you get born again, He also quickens you. He also raises you up from the dead. And He says, this exceeding great power, this power of the resurrection belongs to believers. You and I, who are believers, literally, in the mind and in the sight of God, have been raised up together and made to sit together in the highest place of the universe with and in Christ Jesus. Think about it. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Look at your neighbor and say, all things. things. Not some things, things. but all things. Are under my feet. (laughs) Ephesians, the second chapter. Notice with me in verse 5 and 6. Oh, thank you, Lord. You know, it's good to come together, isn't it? It's good to worship the Lord together, to have His presence so rich and so real among us. I heard a word from the Lord recently, and that is this. We should not come together to seek His power, but we should come together to seek His presence. Because when you seek His presence and you have His presence, you will always have His power. Now in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and 6, it says this, And and even when we were dead in sins, He has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Notice that phrase. We have been quickened together. That is an old English word which simply means made alive. We were made alive together with Christ when we received Him as our Savior. And how are we saved? By grace, you are saved. Now, did you wear your shouting clothes? Look at verse 6 and read it together with me. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Think about it. The head was raised. You received him and now you've been raised. And now literally all things have been placed under your feet. We have been created not to be walked on by serpents and scorpions, but we have been recreated in Christ Jesus to do some treading, to do some walking, to do some stomping, to do some kicking, glory to God, if you will, on the powers of hell. Look with me over at Luke chapter 10. Luke, the 10th chapter. And notice with me in verse 19, Luke chapter 10. We're talking about the authority of the believer. As believers, we have authority. We are not begging for authority. Authority is a gift from God when you were born again. Say this with me. I have authority. I am a believer and I'm walking in my authority. 
Notice this with me in Luke 10, 19. Let's feed on this for a few moments. He said, behold. Now the word behold there literally means look. Jesus wants us to catch this thought. He said, behold, I give unto you power. Now literally the word power there is authority. Behold, I give unto you authority to do what? To tread on serpents and scorpions. Has anyone ever been on a treadmill? Perhaps some of us should spend more time on one. Or even get introduced to one. But on a treadmill, a very little humor there. But on a treadmill, you walk. That's why they call it a treadmill or you run. Okay. And so Jesus said, I want you to walk on serpents and scorpions. Serpents and scorpions are a type of devil, demons, and evil spirits. Devils, demons, and evil spirits have no place in your mind. They have no place in your thought life. They have no place in your home. They have no place in your finance. They have no place in your relationships. That's why he said in Ephesians 4.27, he says, neither give place to the devil. The very fact that he tells us not to give place to the devil tells us that it is possible, even though we're born again, even though we're spirit filled, to give place to the devil. And when place is given to the devil, that word place there is topos, which we get our word topography from. In other words, don't give the devil any place on the map of your life. Keep all of your doors closed. Keep the door of your mind closed to the thoughts and the suggestions of the evil one. Keep your eyes closed from the spirit of this world. The spirit of this world runs rampant in the earth. It certainly does. Satan is the small g, God of this world. And what he wants to do is to draw our attention away from him onto the things of this world. The lusts of the eyes and the pride of life. Those things should not be dominating us. We should be in charge of and having dominion over what our eyes look at. We should be in charge of and having dominion over our emotions. We ought not to be one day up, one day down, and the next day almost level to the ground. You and I are created for dominion. The days of dominion are upon us. We are created for authority. We are not to be walked on one moment longer by devils, demons, and evil spirits. We are to walk on them. We are to tread on them. We are to exercise our authority. But I can't do it for you. And you can't do it for me. I cannot close the topography of your life off to the devil. But you can. I've got to make sure that I'm not giving place to the works of the enemy. It is our responsibility to keep all doors closed. 
And sometimes that means shutting our mouths. There is too much topography given by the words of our mouth that don't line up with the word of God. Jesus said that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Satan is the author of death. God is the author of life. We have no business as those that have been called to dominate to speak out of line with the word of God. We must speak the word of God daily, every day of our lives. Don't give him any place. Don't give that stinking rat one inch. You give him an inch, he'll take a mile. Stay away from those people. Stay away from that bar. Stay away from those drugs. It's one thing to say no to the devil, but it's another thing to say yes to Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, I know he's preaching good now. The words of our mouths either give place to the king or give place to the flesh or serpents and demonic spirits. What kind of words are you saying? Words that build, words that bless, words that edify, or words that bum out? Jesus said this. He said, by thy words thou shalt be justified. And by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Now look at Luke 10, 19 again. Neither give place. Neither give place. Give him no place. You cannot afford relationships that bring you down. That's by the Holy Spirit. I don't know who that's for. But you cannot afford corrupt communications. Literally evil companions. Well, I thought I'd hang with them and win them to the Lord. Yeah, but in hanging with them, you might get weakened and end up doing the same things they're doing. Why don't you wait until you're strong and then go strengthen your brothers? In Luke 10, 19 now. He said, behold, look, I give unto you power. You've got the authority to shut the devil's mouth. You've got the authority to shut down poverty. But you'll have to stop poor mouthing. I'm talking about what you don't have. And what you can't do. And how that life is unfair. You got to speak what God says for you to speak. He said, behold, I give unto you power. Authority. To tread on serpents and scorpions. And over most the power of the enemy. No, thank God. He's given us authority over all. A double L all the power of the enemy and then I love this and nothing in no way at any time shall ever hurt you. It'll never harm you. 
There was a time in my life where I had to take real strong medication for something I was standing up against. And every time I'd take that medication, just about, I'd say, nothing can hurt me. I will not experience the side effects from this drug. I will not experience the side effects from this medication. Because I have been given dominion. And where the word of a king is, there is power. That's Ecclesiastes 8.4. And then in Job chapter 20, it says, you shall decree a thing. (laughs) And it shall be established unto you. Kings, kids, decree things. In other words, they say, this is how it's going to be, and it ain't going to be any other way, because I say so based upon what he said. And if you think that's arrogant, you're crazy. Because listen very carefully. The law of boasting is excluded by the law of faith. This word will make you bold. And so he said, I've given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy and nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. You need to get that in your heart and get that in your mouth. Say it real strong with me. Nothing Nothing. in any way way. or in any form form. will ever hurt me. me. That not only means prescription drugs, but that also means relationships. No man or woman has the power to hurt you. You got too much help to be hurt. What do you mean too much help? You got the helper living on the inside of you. You got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Nothing, nothing shall in any way or in any fashion ever hurt you. No weapon that is formed against you is going to prosper. There shall no evil befall you. Neither shall any plague Come now, your dwelling, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. No demon, no devil, no evil spirit is going to bring you down because Jesus has already brought him down. He's under our feet and we are walking on top of circumstances. Now, I do not have a long word today, but I got a great word. I got a word from heaven for you today. And so if you'll just give me a few more moments, I believe God is going to set in order some things. And some areas that you have not really, really uh, seen this dominion operate in its fullness. I believe that in the next few moments, you can get some help if you'll just make some adjustments. Turn to me to James chapter 4. Say it with me, I'm created, I'm created for, dominion. for dominion. Not to be dominated, to but to exercise my authority. The value of your authority depends on the power that backs it up. 
A policeman cannot stop in his own strength automobiles coming at him at 50 miles an hour. But because of his badge and because he's been authorized by the city of Oakland, he can just simply hold up his hand, stop, and they are obliged to come to a screeching halt. And my Bible says that we are to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. There's no way that we can face life's challenges. There's no way that we can face the things that come to us on the road of life. But if we will stand up in the Lord and say, in the name of Jesus, you stop. I bind you. I prohibit you to go any further. The power of God backs you up. Look at your neighbor and say, God's got my back. James chapter 4. Notice with me in verse 7. It's so good to be here today, isn't it? Look at this verse in James 4, 7. It says now, Submit yourselves, therefore, to who? Now let's ask ourselves a question. If we're submitted to God, we must be submitted to His Word. Because God and His Word are what? Okay, If we're submitted to God, we're also submitted to His will. Well, His Word is His will, but also He has a perfect will and a perfect lane for you to run your race in. And so, it's like we pray, Lord, not my will be done, but Your will be done. I believe this, that one of the main reasons why people have not exercised more authority and dominion with success is because they have not submitted their life to God. Mm -mm -mm. Now notice, he says submit. In other words, come under. Come under. Get under the hand of God. Lord, it's your plan, your will. Yes. Submit. Submit. Submit yourself to God. You can't do your own thing and be submitted to God. You can't be going your own way and be in submission to God. He said, now, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee where? Resist the devil and he will flee. The word flee there means run from as in tear. The opposite of staying there and laughing at you. What causes the enemy? To mock Christians, those that have not sold their life out to God and submitted to God and think that they can go exercise dominion. You cannot. Listen to this statement. If you're yielding to God, the enemy will yield to you. If you're yielding to God, the enemy has no choice. He will yield to you. If you're yielding to the enemy, 
He does not and will not yield to you. And I think right here in this verse tells us a lot. I believe with all of my heart that God is speaking to hearts this morning. And he's saying, son, daughter, I've been waiting on you to submit to me. I've been waiting on you to give me your all. And if you will, if and when you give me your all, I will give you my all and I will back you up with my word and my name and my spirit. Here's what happens. When we're not submitted to God, it's like this. The hedge is down. It's not that God doesn't love us. It's not that he doesn't care for us. But in a sense, we've tied his hands. Why? By going our own way and doing our own thing. But I'm persuaded of better things for you and me. I'm persuaded that this bunch at Heart of the Bay wants to submit to God. Wants to give their all to God. And friend, when you're submitted to God and you stand up with the name and you stand up with the word, the devil has no choice. He's got to flee from you. He's got to run from you as in terror. It's what Jesus said in Matthew 18. He said, whatever you bind on earth, it is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. God's given you keys, the keys of dominion and the keys of authority. And he's waiting on some of you today to give your all to him. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, thank you for your word today. We're encouraged. We're not only encouraged, but we're also exhorted to draw near to you and to give us, give you our all. You're here this morning. You say, yeah, Pastor Mark, pray for me. I want to give God my all today. I want to become totally and completely submitted to him. That means laying aside things that you don't need in your life. That means saying yes to God and no to some things that you already know that he's been dealing with you on. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm simply his messenger. And I believe that the love of God will draw you to this altar today. And that there'll be answers for you. In the presence of God.